right. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome to No Fucking ZD, guys. This is uh, S2EO7. I'm Brendan, here with my trusty co-host and fuck buddy, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> it's called wife swapping, not uh, fuck buddy. Right. We're at a we're at a key party right now where we're just all put, putting our keys into a bowl and we got each other's keys. So, <laughs> is that how it works? You fuck the people whose keys you get. Yeah, I yeah. thought it meant I got to drive your car. Well, yeah. Then I think afterwards, as a gift, for, as a thank it. you gift. Yeah, or you can just do it in the car. I guess I don't know. Uh, high school style, AJ Soprano style. <laughs> Speaking of fucking cars, yeah. Here we go. Let's get right into it. We're talking about D Girl today. Uh, Absolutely. Oddly enough, it's Soprano season two, episode seven. But I think we kind of planned that. Um, yeah, a couple, uh, we get a couple of three confirmations in this episode. It's not just AJ's, it's a couple other ones as well. Um, and... Oh shit, you just gave away the whole episode. Oh shit, spoilers, <laughs> guys, that's the end. There's multiple confirmations. They just stay at church the whole episode. Holy crap, but like, actually, I didn't even think of it that way, but like, you kind of, uh... Oh. You didn't think, well, in the church scene where they just showed all those kids getting confirmed, you weren't thinking about <laughs> the fact that there were multiple confirmations. <laughs> it's a weird episode. Well, when they dunked pussy in the, the bath water, yeah, you know, yeah. and they kissed him on the forehead, I thought it was... That was, was weird. Because it was hot. Yeah. He barely fit, and <laughs> he's, like, screaming, and... Yeah, you flip him upside down. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, yeah, so AJ has his confirmation. Christopher uh, has a little taste of Hollywood. And uh, Mr. Pussy. Um, uh, he has a taste of Hollywood pussy. Yeah, I guess that's true, actually. Come yeah. to think of it. There you go. Um, all right, we'll just end the episode here, I guess, because <laughs> that's really it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then uh, Mr. Uh, Sal Pussy Bumpincero is uh, having some uh, FBI issues, as we all have. <sighs> it's tax season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true, actually. Uh, listen, so I've been meaning to bring up something that's very, very important to me and that I think... I think it's finally the appropriate time to bring it up. Okay. I think that Adriana La Serva mm-hmm. reaches like hot maximum hotness velocity like right about now. Yeah. Um, this and like beginning of season three, I'd say is like that's really this is it hot moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, she, yeah. <laughs> this is peak Adriana years. If you're like broken down to like sports terms, like she's just like hitting, hitting on all cylinders. Or something. <laughs> she's fired on all she's cylinders. Hitting. Yeah, that's that's what it is, right? Uh, she yeah, she's fantastic. been practi- she's been practicing her free throws. Yeah, she's like taking off her clothes all the time. Yeah, I know. In the yeah, episodes wearing these like hot outfits. She yeah. doesn't dress like a fucking bellhop. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, they 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 kind of avoided that. Like for the most part, she doesn't have a lot of a. Uh, you know, like too many scenes like that, but it does seem there's a lot early on, I guess, that I kind of forgot about. I don't know how I forgot about it. Yeah, but, but you see a lot of Adriana in her underwear lately. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and it's it's kind of exciting. <laughs> what kind of exciting? She, <laughs> a certain kind. It's just a, like a sex kind of exciting. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that kind. Yes. Yeah. I had an idea, but I wasn't sure. It's cool. Um, yeah, she looks great. Uh, Christopher looks great in his underwear too. I mean, let's just get right into that. Uh, yeah, we see that Amy Safi takes it, takes his underwear off with right. her feet. Right? <laughs> Is like, that true? I didn't like even know that. Goddamn ape! Yeah, Good it's God. crazy. Alicia Witt. She's uh, she's yeah. I didn't, I didn't see you. Were, you were saying she's on Friday Night Lights. I actually haven't seen that show. She's on Friday Night Lights, which is actually like really similar to The Sopranos, mm-hmm. but it's about high school football players in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's basically the same show, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and she was Tony's on... like the coach, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's not a varsity team. Yeah, she was on um, uh, Twin Peaks like as a kid, and then she was on oh, this shit. and Friday Night Lights. And she was recently on, if anyone out there is a comedy Bang Bang fan, she was on that podcast and she was very funny, actually. Oh, was she? Yeah. Maybe really? she'll come on our podcast. Maybe. Why not? Right? 
Um, you should only ask her about Friday Night Lights. Right. And <laughs> nothing else. She was like a Latina girl's mom in Friday Night Lights, which I always thought was strange. Really? Yeah, because she's kind of got that redhead Right. Thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not terribly mexican looking sure it's kind of like uh what's her name emma stone playing an asian person in that movie aloha yeah, that's, last that's year cameron's cameron crow's fault though isn't it that's so bizarre but i mean look all hot girls are part asian okay I, right <laughs> <laughs> right um well apparently amy safi is a jew don't they talk about that they do yeah she's a member of the tribe and <laughs> the tribe i don't think we're supposed to say that oh i'm not allowed to say that they can say that <laughs> my girlfriend's jewish though i thought i get a pass on all jewish jokes you're not a member of the tribe until you put a ring on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, now we're talking about weddings and food and all this stuff, and I'm going to start pouring my wine in this plate in front of me. Um, yeah, I'm like the dentist on Seinfeld. Should we get more cocaine? Yeah, I think we should, actually. Um, oh, yeah, you're going to start dipping into the Irish jokes and the Catholic jokes and yeah. the Jewish jokes. Yeah, I get all the guilt jokes. It's kind of awesome, actually. I just feel great about myself. It's a hard knock life. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's cue the music. I guess that's it. Yeah. End of the episode. There you go. Um, oh, and I should say again, welcome to the last episode of No Fucking ZD, of course. All right. Out of the way. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, Christopher and his Hollywood dreams. All right. So Christopher used to want to write a screenplay. Mm -hmm. Now doesn't. Just wants to be a player. Mm -hmm. But now he's hanging out with John Favreau. Yeah. For Favreau. This is the worst rap ever. (laughs) Oh, are you rapping right now? Should I be beatboxing? Because I can't do that no okay we can't we can't afford to lose our last listener <laughs> <laughs> please just hang on just i promise on. it's gonna get good yeah we okay no we can't even like oh i think that beatbox joke almost th- made him like reach for the stop button yeah but yeah please be careful yeah tread lightly um, <laughs> uh yeah so his uh he he's hanging out with john favreau um yeah so this gets hooked up by chris's cousin gregory right who's been mentioned before right yeah he gets mentioned uh, when Chris wax email and he goes, right. oh, money used to play my cousin Gregory in football. Oh, but then he also mentions it, I think, in The Legend of Tennessee Maltesanti when he's like, my cousin's girlfriend, my cousin's Gregory girlfriend, girlfriend is a like, D girl. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, at the time just sounded like a funny joke because everyone knows someone who knows someone who's like super famous in Hollywood and can like hook them up. You know what I mean? Oh, you do? You know, because uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've got a screenplay that I'm like really trying to get made. Yeah, you know me. Can, um, you, can you slip the script? I will, tr- I will certainly yeah. try. Uh, I'll walk you through the third act and all the inciting incidents and all the, <laughs> that other bullshit. That, oh, you want to come sit next to me now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing a white bathrobe here, which is uh, weird because it's freezing in New York City right now. But yeah, it's I decided very, very anyway. cold. Um, but yeah, so we finally get a face to the name, Gregory and Amy, and uh, and we meet them at that club in New York. I forget where they are now. Some, somewhere in Soho or something it's like that. B- right? Some bullshit club in like Tribeca or looks, some shit that yeah, we never go to. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. people with real jobs. For people in, uh, in, at Morgan Stanley and all that stuff. Well, the podcast industry is booming right now. That's so true. We're doing that is great. true. Yeah. We didn't even need to buy Powerball tickets. That's true. Oh, yeah. We should know by the end of this pod, actually, if we've won. I'm assuming we have because we bought a billion dollars in tickets. So one of them has to be the right one, right? <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, mean, I would guess. I sure hope so. Okay, good. We've spent all of our podcast earnings. <laughs> <laughs> all zero dollars. All zero dollars. Um, yeah, we meet them at this club. And right away, we see that Amy's totally into Christopher. He's, he's alluring he's powerful he whispers something i'm dying to know what he whispered in this guy's ear but yeah probably like i'll put a bullet in your kneecap if you don't leave i mean could could you say something that directly to someone and would it work 
I don't know. I don't know. I would like, I mean, would how would you react if someone said that to you at a bar? I don't know what, what I would think. I, I think I'd... It depends on how drunk I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I was just a little bit drunk, I'd be like, oh, shit. Right. But if I was like a lot drunk, I'd be like... Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like you when you're when you're really drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um but right away, uh Amy's into it. You can see the way she's looking at him that she's totally into this this powerful quote unquote mob guy, even though he's just like an associate at this point still. Yeah. April but, showers. Um, but um you know, that we're going, I'm a broken record at this point, but again, with like the thrill of being around someone, it's oh, like, it's yeah. very alluring, even for John Favreau later on in the episode. He's big and bad like Joe Camel. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> um, and so right away she's interested in him and, and she invites him to set, obviously for some kind of ulterior motives here a little bit. I think she's clearly well, she, attracted to him. She's even eyeballing him on the set. And, yeah. And there's that woman hanging with her thong out. So it's not like there's like, right. no, there's no shortage of eye candy right. around the set. Set. Right. And uh, John Favreau's looking mighty trim. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's still eyeballing Chris. Yeah. And he says bukyak, <laughs> which is like, I, I mean, I'm no, I'm no writer. You mm-hmm. know, I just write this podcast. But right. I, yeah, I'm, this is carefully scripted. This yeah, whole thing. I'm no writer, but uh, I, I think that using the word bukyak in there is like it. It doesn't sound great. It would sound absolutely absurd if you saw that in the <laughs> climax of a movie. Yeah, <laughs> if think, someone just said that. Listen, bukyak. <laughs> Uh, Sandra Bernard and uh, Janine Garofalo. Ber- Bernhardt. Bernhardt. No. Yes. Yes. You're right. I'm bad at pronouncing names for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, Janine Garofalo. Janine. Yes. Uh, so he he gets right in there. He ingratiates himself to John Favreau. He's into it. Uh, John Favreau certainly into the thrill here. You know, everyone's just into the mafia from a distance. Well, and I'd like to say shout out to John Favreau and Sandra Bernhard mm-hmm. and Janine Garfilo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, just for making fun of Hollywood like they yeah. do. Because I mean, I don't know what it's like being on a real set because every like it seems like everybody's yelling at each other a lot. Is that kind of what happens? Yeah, like, yeah. Like spin the wheel, spin it. <laughs> it's yeah. like a fucking football team. Yeah, it is. It's very. Uh, it is a lot like a football team or like you know being. And like a military drill. I mean, I, I would really? never, I would never compare anything like us, you know, a set to anything like being in the in the actual military. But there is that. <laughs> like how you backed off of that one. Uh, real yeah, quick. <laughs> I support the troops, guys. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it is like that. Everyone has like a really specific role, and like, when like gets, one guy's job is to just say lock it up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was that was me when I was a PA. I had to lock it up, you know, because that's basically means like don't let anyone walk through the background of a shot, which is actually kind of a difficult job in New York City, where people will just be like, fuck you i'm walking down the sidewalk yeah like, exactly right, i'm just like a kid bro yeah but um making like fucking like i make a few donuts an hour pretty much yeah and i have to give them to other people on set <laughs> take the donuts i'm paid with and then hand them off yeah. um lock it up but yeah it's it's uh everyone has a really specific role and when someone calls it out you know it's a roll call basically so you you have to respond real quick and there's a lot of yelling and it is uh a lot of pretentious douchiness just like you saw in and on that set <laughs> it's a lot like that in this case in this case exactly in this, in this case. case in this case <laughs> um a lot of glad handing or, or whatever you want to call that it that was a, yeah I, but i just love their portrayal of hollywood someone's making fun of someone there you know who wrote this episode uh i didn't pay attention but this is the first time we we watched this episode together and immediately started recording we've never done that actually yeah it was weird because we had to like try really hard not to talk about it the yeah. whole time and we were kind of laughing but then like kind of not yeah like because we didn't want to like like blow our Loads. Sopranos loads. Yeah. <laughs> like too quickly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before we got down to business. Exactly. Um, 
but I, I, I should have paid attention. Uh, <laughs> I should have paid attention this whole podcast series. Yeah. But I, I didn't actually see who wrote this one. But, you know. John Favreau didn't write this? Uh, I think it was Vince Vaughn, actually. <laughs> he is so handsome. <laughs> Vince Vaughn wasn't there. I love Adriana just, like, changing the subject to Vince Vaughn, like, endlessly. Yeah. And, she, and she says, oh, Swingers was such a good movie Vi- because Vince Vaughn is so handsome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure who wrote it, but... You know, they all are. I'm Someone's sure, making are, fun of someone in there. Big time, yeah. They're all experienced. And uh, David Chase at that point was like a veteran producer in, in Hollywood, you know, f- like with 40, 40 years' experience. I'm, I'm sure he saw a lot of dumb shit because oh, yeah, totally. that's mostly what it is, actually. Yeah. Um, but I'm uh, just really glad we were there to inspire him in his early days. Right. <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I know. Hey, it's on Wikipedia, so it must be true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder if we're going to get sued for that. I. I don't know. We didn't do it, like, for the record. Yeah, we actually didn't do it. So whoever did, um, hide immediately. Yeah. Just get out of get out of town. Um, so anyway, Favreau wants to meet with Christopher because he's got this mafia thing in mind for uh, a Joey Gallo story, who I don't know much about, actually. But I don't know much about him, but they, they clearly don't get how serious it is. No, not at all. Um, yeah. yeah, not whatsoever, but they, they like the idea of it. You know, they like, they definitely like the, the fun stories that happened in the past and, you know, having a safe distance. But then like, yeah. when they hear this acid story as any normal, normal person would, you know, react, they, they, you can see them kind of freaking out a little bit. It's not even like a cool mafia story. That's just like a mean someone being mean to someone's story yeah it's brutal yeah (laughs) you can't pour acid on someone's dick yeah that sucks no not into it um but amy's kind of actually into it now that now that i'm saying that john favreau like clearly it starts to like kind of shrink back in his seat but she's still interested in christopher at least Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure why she's so full of shit though i know generally as a person as a character um it's kind of infuriating by the end of the story actually by the end of the she's really really obnoxious yeah, that's definitely how I feel about it. Yeah, she's constantly, she's kind of like Tony a little bit, constantly talking about all the brands she's wearing. She pronounces them correctly, at least. She's got that going for her. Yeah, she says it, and then she refers to everyone famous that she talks about, like, yeah. by their first name. Ugh, God. Like, Billy Bob. Yeah, yeah. Does she call Qu- Quentin QT at any point? I forget. And I just <laughs> referred to him as Quentin. <laughs> so, I'm no, I'm no better than her, I guess. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Um, he is cute. He's a QT. Well, he actually, I think some people really truly refer to him as that, as QT, the director, Quentin Tarantino. Oh. I, I like that. So. If I was him, I'd become the, direct, the director formerly known as Quentin. Yeah, he should do something like that. Just change it to a symbol. Yeah. And, can... then, and then I'd just be Quentin. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird name. Quentin. I know. What, what's the what's the genesis? I don't know, but imagine a small, obnoxious child named Quentin. He was probably kind of obnoxious. Yeah. Or probably. maybe he didn't talk. Yeah. Um, so they kind of feed him some bullshit about his screenplay. I mean, we can imagine, considering he barely knows how to spell. So they don't like it. Yeah. You think? I, I, I don't think they like it at all. She likes his wiener, so she's mm-hmm. nice about it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, because uh, Favreau's not into it, like, whatsoever. You can kind of just see, you know. Well, yeah, when they're on cocaine after Chrissy, like, scares the shit out of him with mm-hmm. his gun, which is, like, that scene always made me nervous. I know. But I remember thinking the first time I saw it, like, holy shit, is John Favreau going to die in The <laughs> Sopranos? That would have been awesome. <laughs> but, like, could they kill a real person who is actually still alive? Like. Ooh. That's interesting, actually. I kind of wish they did. Well, he punches Lauren McCall later in, in the series. 
who was a really famous yeah, actor. Yeah, but actress. yeah, but they didn't kill off a real person making a cameo as themselves. I guess not. John yeah. Favreau is actually making a cameo like as as it, it, it would be like if they killed Billy Baldwin. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like way later. Like I wish in real they life. did now. That would have been kind of amazing if they did. Oh my god, we should have Billy Baldwin on our our podcast. We could probably get him. Talk talk. To- <laughs> <laughs> you're so, I'm the, confident. The level of confidence that you're showing right now yeah. means that he's going to be insulted enough not to come. <laughs> uh, you're right, actually. I mean, if we went through the proper channels, aka tweeted at him once or twice, <laughs> we could probably get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah we, we just have to talk to his manager, Mr. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who goes by B. Baldwin for some strange reason. Um, B. Baldwin. Yeah, but they, they don't like the, I don't think they like the script at all. I mean, it can't be good. Maybe there's like some elements to it that they sort of like, or they steal. Yeah. They steal the acid story, so they do like like the. But what, that's not in his script. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> that's what just an a idiot. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't he write that into his script? What an idiot. Well, the shit that he talks about with his script, like the guy wearing taps on his shoes, first of yes, all, is like God. it's it's like really good bad writing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. the taps on his shoes, and he's like, I took me like ten times seeing that that episode to figure out what the fuck he's talking about with mm. like. The taps on his shoes, and then he, the roof is soft tar. It's like impossible to follow what he's talking about. Yeah. But because he's like totally on drugs. Yeah, super cooked up. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, at some point, I realized what he was talking about. Yeah. It all sounds utterly ridiculous. But yeah, it's totally insane. I guess you do have to be like a good writer to write that, you know? So, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, kudos to whoever, whoever wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher himself probably wrote it. Michael yeah. Imperioli might have written it. Who knows? Um, well, this is our Chrissy episode mm-hmm. of the season, I guess, basically. Yes. Like every, at least the first season and this season, he hits like, you know, yeah. a well, crossroads. This is, this is kind of his second, I guess, because he had the acting one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I guess we're really focusing on him. That's true. Which makes sense because they're setting up, obviously, uh, a kind of major event in his life to come up next episode or two episodes from now. He gets, spoiler, he gets shot a couple episodes. So. Oh and, fuck! Yeah. So it, shit, I forgot. Thank you. Thanks yeah, I, a lot, man. I forget a lot about the season. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time I watched D Girl all the way through. This is like, AJ shoots him, right? Yes. <laughs> accidentally, AJ gets super stoned with his friends, <laughs> and then accidentally shoots yeah. Christopher a bunch of times. Well, we get we get these nice. I mean, I guess this this episode is basically just. It's not necessarily mostly about Christopher. Yeah. As much as it's not about Tony. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get a hell of a lot of Tony. We also don't have any T one thousand in this nope. episode. Yeah, no T one thousand. What's his fucking name? Uh, Robert Patrick slash Robert Paulson slash Davies Catino. <laughs> Davies Catino. <laughs> yes. That's what I was going for. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we didn't have the T one thousand theme at the beginning of this the uh, the pod. But it'll that, be was back. Yeah, that was fun. I really like. Can we like just it. listen to that more often? Yeah, just turn it on now. We'll sit in silence and just listen to that. Um, yeah, none of him. No, Polly wasn't at the confirmation, which is uh, kind of strange. You'd think he might have been. I guess that's true. They just didn't focus on him. We we kind of get the behind the scenes of the confirmation between uh, Pussy, you know, and AJ talking and AJ smoking weed, which mm-hmm. is a really great thing. Yes, that line that Carmela throws at him is will echo in eternity in Sopranos land. Which one? What kind of animal <laughs> yes. smokes marijuana on his confirmation? That's a good one. Um, Classic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess this episode is mostly just not about Tony. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, sort of at the center of it all in a way. I mean, because yeah. he's part of Christopher's story and he's definitely part of Pussy's story, but it's a lot of like he's hearing definitely more. Definitely part of AJ's story, too. Yeah, th- true, true. And But it's a lot of more, it's more like you hear about 
Tony through other people in this episode. Completely. And um, and then he has a few key scenes. And he he has a classic line as well. The fresh produce line is is amazing, and I always <laughs> I always remember that one. It's so well, funny. yeah. I mean, I th- I I guess that that I'm glad that you brought that up because this is basically like you know Chris is getting a lot of pressure to get married, mm-hmm. which I'm not unfamiliar with. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, um, and uh, he it's kind of pushing him toward Amy because you know mm-hmm. Amy is. We were talking last week about about Tony wanting to squash the happy wanderer and how maybe he's like killing a better version of himself mm. i think that with chrissy he's seeing like you know that i think he's growing up and he's realizing that he could have had other passions in his life yeah for sure you know he's like a, he it's like he got like a tattoo when he was like way too young or something mm-hmm. like that and i relate like, to that <laughs> <laughs> um and like he uh he just he's like I, I think he's just finding out about himself and yeah. realizing like oh shit like this thing that I thought that w- was rad when I was like seventeen mm-hmm. and that my dad did might not be like the be all end all yeah and he's pretty much like forced he's like dabbling with it with Amy she's like the kind of like she's a super smart intelligent albeit arrogant mm-hmm. and like very patronizing person yeah but uh, I, I guess she's just like the type of civilian he's like realizing that they're like all these people out there he's kind of right. like a small town boy he is yeah yeah exactly you know like it's just all jersey all the time for him really you know like jersey and italians and that's basically been christopher's life you know yeah exactly yeah and but, and uh, she's a career woman too like adriana like adriana wanted that and will still want it you know uh, coming up but but amy like really has a career going for her which which is something that is probably very alluring to to Christopher, you know, yeah, and it's in something that he is truly passionate about that he mm. will find a way to pursue, yeah, in in the future, you know, well, yeah. So I guess that's a good point too. Actually, it's it's like you know, like they all kind of want to get what they want, you know, and then they don't deal with people unless they can do something for them and get them something. So like, there's maybe right. that element of it too. It's like I think so. I think that he's re- yeah. So what what you're saying is that he realizes that his script isn't going to get made. Well, yeah, but I mean, also in a way, like they're both using each other, like you know, the way that that people in the mafia and people in Hollywood will do, <laughs> you know, like people with vaginas. Yeah, well, yeah, vaginas. Vaginas. But uh, you know, like you know, to- Tony's whole life, at least for him, is kind of like, well, what can this person do for me in a way, you know? And like, totally. And when they stop being useful to him, like he's usually not interested anymore. Well, and, people outside the family—that's exactly how he treats everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of that too on, on, you know, on, on, on both of their behalves, but like this show also, I think like likes to compare the, you know, just how bad the mafia is versus like, well, how bad are people outside of the mafia? You know, you'll always see politicians kind of be put in a bad light or lawyers be put in a bad light. Some or of super... the stuff I see in the boardroom, well, I'll tell you. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. just the super rich or, mm-hmm. uh, and now even here Hollywood, it's like, well, who are the, who are the real gangsters in a way? Um, obviously, that's definitely the people pouring acid on people's dicks. Yes, uh, yes, of course. But at the same time, you know, uh, John Favreau, uh, Favreau, Favreau, <laughs> now I'm Christopher. Um, Favaroni. Favaroni. Uh, John Fazul, he, you know, he, like a mob boss, just kind of deals with people when he needs to deal with them or when he, when he can get something out of them and then it's just off and away and has his, right. pe- has his underlings deal with it after that, you know? No, completely. Yeah. John Favreau Fazul is in the mafia, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. 
Shit. The scoop. Big scoop on no fucking ZD tonight. Is he Whitechuck from Philly? <laughs> yeah. Weirdly enough, that was that's a deleted scene that's on uh, the no fucking ZD Blu-ray that's out <laughs> next Christmas. Tony <laughs> and John Favreau meeting in the basement yeah. <laughs> with the air conditioning on. Yeah, he's in that picture in the front of the newspaper. Um, um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I think that we're seeing that other people are assholes, but... Um, yeah, just to put a put a period on it, mm. um, because you know we were talking about Chrissy and uh, just to just to kind of wrap him up a little bit. I think that basically he like tries to because like they realize you know they're they're fucking each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm banging it, right? <laughs> doggy <laughs> so, style. So the, yeah, so so I'm doing a doggy style. <laughs> so they're like they're fucking each other and then like chatting afterwards and stuff, and then they like remember Chrissy's cousin, which yeah. is like a really oddly executed scene. It is very weird. It's yeah. like tremendously awkward and like he's like fuck, and it's like okay, so like you actually forgot that? Yeah. Or like I, I I okay whatever so that happens right, I don't know, I don't and she goes in and starts staring at herself in the mirror which is exactly what like really nice introspective people do yes. when they feel when they feel guilty <laughs> <laughs> and then um essentially like they're they're saying like how are we gonna tell him and stuff like that and like yeah. and like I, they're both in this fantasy land and essentially like cr- th- what happens subsequently what I'm getting to is that this whole fantasy world just crumbles around Christopher. Right. She, it turns out that she's like a total asshole. Yeah. Not that he's like a total winner. No. But like, she's a total asshole and she doesn't actually like him for his script. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard for him to believe. No, not at all. But he kind of like tries to, all I'm saying is he tries to infiltrate that world, um, this kind of alternate universe from the one that he has like put, his heart and soul into being a part of. Yeah. And he kind of gets sent out on a rail. Yep. Completely rejected. Can't even get a call return from John Favreau because he scared the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, it scared us watching I, it. I think it's also talking about like, th- it's a commentary on what pussies people in Hollywood are. Like, I love For sure. John, uh, like wiping the gun off. I know. <laughs> so that he doesn't get the fingerprints <laughs> on there because he's pretty sure someone's going to get murdered with that gun. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a detail I never noticed until this time around. But yeah, they are. They they do make them look like giant pussies. Even the way he says like "motherfucker," like you know, like he's like trying so hard to cuss, and she's looking at him like, oh. like where is this coming from? Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, everyone, you know, it's it's like Melfi. Everyone loves the the mafia for like the fun thrill of it, and then it's like, oh, now I'm in a, in a room alone with this guy, and uh, and add coke and a gun to the mix, and that's terrifying. I and, like that they're doing a bunch of blow together. Like... Th- is is Favreau doing it? Did they show him doing it? I guess he must have been doing it because he makes the espresso joke. He makes the espresso, espresso joke and he almost asks Chris if he's killed someone. Right. And he asks Chris if he's strapped. And I think that like he just he just goes a little far by accident. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. The uh, the excuse that he has dialogue tomorrow and his voice gets scratchy is amazing. Too. <laughs> well, I didn't think that was bullshit though. I thought that was like totally real and he was being like a giant pussy. Well, yeah, no, it, it yeah, I guess it is. But just like it, instead of just you know like he truth like truthfully he's scared for his life, but he's yeah. like yeah, no, I'm cool, but uh, I just have dialogue tomorrow. But, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that doesn't sound badass yeah. at all. <laughs> but I he saw tries for a second. I saw Michael Rappaport once. Oh, really? And, yeah, and it was at Blue Ribbon. Which is like in Brooklyn. Yeah. Or, yeah. So if, if if you don't know, this is a place that has like a twenty four dollar like fried chicken entree. Yeah. As and well like, as sushi somehow. As well as sushi. Yeah. Well, because there used to be a sushi bar next door right. that closed and they yeah. absorbed it. Right. Um, 
I like absorbing sushi. <laughs> uh, but uh, but like you know, it's kind of like a fancy place. You go, mm. we, like I used to go for anniversaries and stuff. And Michael Rappaport is sitting in the middle of this like nice restaurant in a fucking sweatsuit with like a giant towel around his neck. No, like a fucking master thespian. That's like awesome. in the middle of everything. And I I remember just looking at him like, what the fuck? Because he was on the Bill Burr podcast way back. Yeah, he was hilarious because he was talking about how he doesn't like to carry the shit bag with the dog in L.A. because there are no <laughs> trash cans anywhere. And I was like, this is a real dude. And then yeah. I saw him eating fucking oysters with the, the goddamn towel around his neck. And I wanted to be like, bro, you've changed. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, not like a gym towel, like some kind of like super No, fancy, it's like, like it, he looked like a character from fucking Waiting for Guffman or something. Oh, you God. know what I mean? Like, wow. he was like the way too into it theater guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, my God, really? <laughs> Uh, is he is he super tall? Is he like six seven in real life? I be- I don't he's... know. I mean, he was sitting down, but he, yeah. he he's not small. That's for sure. You didn't ask to have him stand up and measure him. That's anytime I see his. Oh yeah, I got him up and we went back to back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he taller? Is he taller? <laughs> right. Um, we should get him on the pod. <laughs> we should anything one we name. We should we, we're gonna try and get. Yeah, especially people that we like make fun of. Right. Yeah. But Baldwin. He would he would love us. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's take a little break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little. We'll talk about two pussies. We'll talk about AJ Soprano, and then we'll talk about Big Pussy as well. And um, oh, and yes, thank you. That's Full a great thing. I got nothing to add to that. All right, great. Uh, so we will be right back. This is uh, no fucking Z. Yo, big up Stevie Nicks. <laughs> yes. All right. Welcome back to No Fucking ZD. Uh, Brendan, Evan, Sopranos. You know the drill at this point. Microphones, computer, couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Internet. Drinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing a, we're doing a blueberry. Macintosh. Yeah, yeah Macintosh. Uh, blueberry Macintosh right now. <laughs> um, yeah, we are drinking, drinking uh, blue Red Bull. We're splitting a Red Bull, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we're responsible and it's a weeknight. And I have a heart condition. That too. Um, so, big puss. Getting deep in the uh, in the FBI world. Pompensiero. Pompensiero mm-hmm. is kind of a like a Mexican thing, don't you think? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He's it. Mexican, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Narcos, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. In Narcos. the season finale, uh, he actually escapes through a tunnel in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then later goes on to have an interview with Sean Penn in the Sopranos season seven. Or Fuck, something. why do we never get those cool interviews? Oh, goddamn. Uh, so, Big Puss. We didn't see him last episode. He's back this time around. And uh, and Sal brazenly shows up at his house at 8 o'clock in the morning, which is actually kind of nuts. And I don't know how Angie doesn't put things together there. I think but... that, that Pussy and Angie are just like not communicating at all these days. Yeah, but a guy in a suit shows up and they have to talk on the back porch. I mean, I guess that's not maybe uncommon but i don't know i don't know i mean i could see i could spot the difference between a guy in an fbi suit and a fucking a guy in a mafia suit like, right from 100 yards away right but i don't know about angie yeah <laughs> i guess not i don't think she gives a fuck to be totally honest that's probably true yeah that's probably the real truth it's, she no longer cares about him do you think the fbi sent no it's not sal it's skip oh right what am skip. i saying that's right. right that's Sorry. right yeah whatever yes. 
It's cool. Uh, no, I was just mispronouncing. No, it. no, we have another Brendan waiting. Right. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> In my head, they're sorry. spelled the same, but I just pronounced it wrong. Yeah, sorry. I like, okay. Next right. time. Hold on. The new Brendan's coming. Go up. try out for the Friends podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Brendan. Are we talking about Tommy Soprano yeah. or what? <laughs> Um, All right, new one. We'll bring a new one in. Um, <laughs> nope, anyway, next. <laughs> um, but like, do you think that the FBI chose Skip specifically because he looks like a wise guy? Like he could blend in. I think so. Yeah, he's like sort of a deep cover fat guy. <laughs> do you think that they had a bunch of people line up in tracksuits and then like do a little audition and that Skip somehow won the part begrudgingly? Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's sort of like. Maybe it's sort of like uh, the way that what's her name gets put in there, the undercover that goes and uh, uh, bags Adriana. See, is it Danielle, but she goes by Deborah, or the other way around? It's a D. She's another D girl. Another D girl, that's mm. for sure. Mm. Lilac home shopping. <laughs> um, but like, you know, but they decide based on the way that she looks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I mean, she is actually undercover, not just putting screws to someone. But Yeah, but it, I, I think it helps because like when, when the Elvis guy sees them at the Party City store... He's like dressed in the the, the typical mafia tracksuit, and you know it was easy it's to pass off. Like, yeah, he's got the weird head. speech impediment. Yeah, that too. Heart uh, condition, as they all do. The or... requisite heart condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're uh, they're really putting the screws in in uh, in in puss though here. They really want him to start giving more than uh, the picayune shit. Yeah, he's having a really hard time, and and I gotta hand it to puss. He's a pro. Mm-hmm. He he gives it right back to Skip. He says, I know that there's someone just fucking leaning on you at your office, and that's why you're here. Stop yelling at me. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in his defense, he does. He asks Tony yeah. about the dude in Philly who we don't know about. We, yeah. We, we, this, this may be the only time the Philly Mafia gets mentioned. Yes. They're, yeah, I think so. I think you might be right. They might bring him up like once or twice. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out, I guess. Perhaps. Yeah. A- a- anyhow, he tells him to go fuck himself, sort of. Well, yeah. I mean, what what's he supposed to do though? Like, yeah, he doesn't really know that guy. We certainly have never heard of him, like you said. And then, yeah. yeah, it just sounds like it's a lot of uh, you know, just cover your ass kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. Yeah, they're. I think he's right there. Um, but I mean, he does do a really good job of putting pressure on pussies. As you know, you sometimes you don't act like a guy that's do, facing doing thirty to life for mm-hmm. selling age. That's very very real. For sure, and uh, and still terrifying to think about. And yeah. uh, what was what did McKazian say last year? It was like uh, from now on. Oh yeah, a, he's looking a at sentence. a possible sentence of from now on. Yeah, that's really fucking terrifying. A lot of guys I know can't do that kind of time. Yeah. Oh, McKazian, we need you. Yeah, I know we, we do. have so many answers. <laughs> Um, and in this episode, we see his son, which is like, you know, some more justification, at, just justification as to why he would, you know, do this, you know, a little bit. He's got the Villanova sweatshirt on. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. plays college baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. My son don't hit sack flies. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as, as I said before, earlier, this, this is like an episode of confirmations and like what the FBI is really saying to them there is like, you're either in or out with us. Like you have to, right. Sal, Sal even, uh, sorry, Skip refers to himself as a, as a sponsor even, you know, like. Who's sponsoring you, motherfucker? <laughs> they, uh. He doesn't sound nearly as scary as a mafia guy though, when he yells at him. No, except that he has the entire U.S. federal government to back him up though, which is yeah. much more terrifying. But, um, oh yeah! Shout out to Grasso too in that in that yeah. in that scene. Grasso makes a movie. He goes, "Actually, we are." Yeah, <laughs> he's so, he's so cunty. Yeah, no, uh, no Agent Harris in a long time though. 
I guess he's just not involved in the uh, the big pussy thing. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. But he he comes back. What when Adriana gets starts to get hassled? Yes. Um, definitely in season three, and I guess probably at some point in season two, but I don't remember now. Yeah, but well, once we get him in season three, we we get a- Agent Harris for a good long time. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Agent Harris. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this they are asking him to uh, basically, you know, go through a confirmation process here. You know, it's like it's kind of like, are you with Tony or are you with us? And they unfortunately have a lot more power than Tony in this in this situation. God, you are and, so insightful because I didn't you. catch any of that shit. You are way better than the old Brandon. I gotta <laughs> tell you, he sucked. Um, no, but like I didn't I didn't realize any of that. But this is a really good point. All three of them are doing their confirmation. Yes. Um, why did they name the episode D Girl then? What's the I know, I was thinking about that. And to be honest, I, I don't think like the D Girl insult unless I don't know, I'm not really in the scripted world as much, but I don't think the D Girl insult is really a thing so much anymore. Cause it's like What wait, what does that mean? I think he's basically saying there's you're just like, you know, development I think I think. I'm not really sure, but I think the way they looked at it was just that you know, it's it's not it wasn't a real job in Hollywood. You weren't really writing the script. You weren't really doing anything. You're just someone who kind of like either said yes or no to a script or just like got paid to like quote unquote brainstorm all day. And maybe that's what it is. But I actually don't know. Oh. Um, so I'm just but when, rambling. He says, when he says D girl, he means development girl. That's what I I believe that's what it and is. And that's why she corrects him and says that she's a vice president, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Basically, he's trying to say you're a, you're a very low on the totem pole and you're just like some assistant. And maybe there's more to... I don't know. Someone Book tweet yuck. at us, please. Yeah. Yeah. But I could be totally wrong. And uh, um, Yeah. All of our Hollywood insiders, John Travolta, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp... Um, they won't call us back. Danny DeVito. No, but they're all listeners. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 But they we listen every day. keep calling them daily. <laughs> every single day. We call Johnny Depp and he will not call us back. Um, so, yeah. I don't really know. And um, maybe the next Brendan will know what D-Girl really means. But I, this one does not. So... Sorry, um, we're passing back this this blue <laughs> Red Bull back and forth <laughs> yeah. like it's a fucking joint kid. Um, but I, th- I, yeah, I think essentially he's just trying to say you're just some assistant and you're, you know, maybe there's some kind of connotation about like sleeping your way to the top through about that. I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't know. But she's a vice president. Well, but. she takes it very personally. Yeah. And she's yelling at him at in David DiCamillo's office. Right. <laughs> Who's David DiCamillo? I'm not sure if he's real or not. I guess, I'm guessing he is. Let's just pause and look it up real quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, so Google says a D-girl, a, yeah, development girl, is a non-influential entry-level staffer in a film production company. Uh, or, yeah, responsibilities include finding scripts and story ideas. It's it's basically just a, a, oh, fluff, I you know, see. a nothing job. But now, like, the thing is, is with, like, reality TV, like, development's kind of a real thing in a, in a weird way. Because it's just coming up with like, coming up with concepts and finding these weird people to put on TV, like, and then you can right. kind of just say you're the producer if you found them. So it's a little different with reality TV now than it is in, in scripted. Oh, I and guess just, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. Some I've worked at places where like, the head of development was in fact the owner of the company, but like, he just considered himself the brains, you know, and even though an ideas man. Yeah. I guess so. Even though he wasn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so that's what Bink. he's making fun of her there for. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So the well, major the, tangent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the uh, the confirmations that the, they're all they're all they are all doing that. 
Um, and we'll get to it, but of course it all does happen at AJ's actual confirmation. Um, it really does, actually. That's a really good point. Yeah, they all make the decision right there. I'm just still and... blown away by like the, the synergy of all of this that I didn't catch before. It's, it's... Did you read this somewhere? No, no, honest to God, I did not. Um, I was just noticing it this time, but but um, yeah, I, I don't know what it all totally means exactly. And I, you know, the, the whole God is dead. I guess let's just get to AJ because... Uh, because he's got some interesting, for the first time, like ever, some interesting storylines on yeah, the show. Yeah, he 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 got kind of cool. <laughs> little, yeah, he's like way more badass now. Yeah, he's way know? more badass. Like, I'm kind of into it. I kind of want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like wearing all black and stuff. Yeah, he got, he's got, he, he did that really cool thing where you like, you have your baseball cap on backwards under the batting helmet. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was insane. Only the cool kids thought of that shit. Just absolutely nuts. And I yeah. bet he draws like one of those S's that everyone used to draw on their notebook, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's but like, he wouldn't teach you how. Yeah, but you can kind of figure it out by drawing just a bunch of lines. For sure. Um, so he is now in his uh, his very cynical nihilism phase, which, of course, we all go through. Uh, I'm in the middle of it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm making a pointless podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, none of this actually matters. It doesn't. You might as well make a podcast about a TV show. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? That's, that's been off the air for close to a decade. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I was thinking by the time we finish this, we'll be just in time to do a Roseanne podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. A, we should do that. A Mad Men podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, let's do a poll this week. Which, if any, of these shows should we switch the podcast to? Yes. Roseanne. Roseanne Mad Men. Mad Men. Madman mm-hmm. or Ah uh, Real Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the poll. And now that you know, now that you're saying that, I forgot to put up the other one. So tomorrow, guys, which is actually a couple days ago by the time you hear this. But anyway, whoa, this podcast is way too confusing for me. This has just got fucking Inception in here. It's fucking. It's more like Bill and Ted, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So AJ crash in a car because there's just no point that he's this young child driving this car around. Um. And then come to find out, he's just in this like fuck life stage yeah i mean which everyone else in his family is in or has been in yes yeah uh i mean meadow well yeah not not the prime example uh well you can i mean i guess we met her a little later you can you can imagine she knew what he was talking about so yeah and but i think that meadow is more like tony and that she's like well fuck it yeah i'm gonna have fun or whatever yeah um but you know olivia and tony especially well yes big time um and yeah that's like really once he goes to see her i guess you can kind of see where he's been getting it this whole time right exactly it's of course something tony will quote when he has the uh food poisoning in the, in the season finale yeah totally it's all a big nothing thing it's actually something that um that Polly mentions when does he sorry it's actually something that pussy mentions oh, oh, oh. when uh when he when tony tells him that aj is has gotten all nihilistic and god is dead and all this shit uh, he goes, well, you know, like, fa- like, uh, what does he say, like, father, like son, or something. Oh, like right, that. yeah. Not for nothing. Not yeah. for nothing. Tone. I mean, it's that's true. Yeah, I mean, th- he definitely gets it from. It definitely runs in the family. Um, but um, but then at the same time, it's also kind of like, you know, the, it's another one of the major themes of the show. Like Meadow comes down and says the, um, the quote about like. It, life is all about choosing between boredom and suffering. And That's actually one of my favorite little mini dialogues that they have there. Yes. Where like Tony's response, where Tony gets all upset. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then and then he mentions math or something, and AJ yeah. says, "That's the most boring." And he goes, "The other choice is suffering." <laughs> uh, oh, 
great writing. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Um, but it's also you know again and again I keep saying this and I, I'll I'll stop after this. I swear to God I'll stop talking after this for the rest of the podcast. But um, this podcast, the all podcasts, the rest of them will just be you. I'll <laughs> nod and you'll say what. Um, I'm doing, but the, you know, the regularness of life comes up again. This whole, like this boredom thing where it's just, you know, like, you know, either, yeah, either you're just, you're bored and comfortable or you're, you're suffering and, and, and out there and, and it's just kind of like, those seem like the choices. It's kind of not wrong, first of all, but also, I mean, I was thinking when that happened about how, um, about how. It's sort of like the whole thing with the sharks keeping moving with Tony. Yeah, yes, exactly. You know, he either needs to, he's either bored or causing suffering. That, <laughs> you yeah, know? true. Yeah. And once again, I quote Melfi, you know, is, is does he want to be giving the beating or taking it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. It's all, it, I think that really kind of, that gets Tony, it gets his goat a little bit, as it were. Yes, yes. Um, can I ask you, what is the point? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> There's no point. I mean, it's like a question central to the series a little bit. And obviously, it's going to take us a long time to get to the series finale. But Well, I think that the people causing everyone else pain all the time are more miserable than everybody else. I think that that's... <laughs> that's a great... Yeah, that's a great point. That's the gist of the series, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Melfi brings up this, the, the whole idea of this like dread that builds in people like that, you mm-hmm. know, and then it turns into anger and uh tony certainly has his angry streak and, and then, then a- it turns into livia soprano yeah and aj punching uh, trying to punch the the car window that's such a good scene it's amazing it's like little mini tony there and that's it's the same deal i guess well, they look the poses that they're in together are mm-hmm. like very similar the way that that scene is shot is hilarious to yeah. me because it's aj getting angry and then tony getting angry at him right and it's just like these are just like two people that are just yelling about shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they're two fat Italian guys, oh, one older, one younger, and they're just yelling about shit. Yeah. That's just great. The little the, the weak punch is just is so funny. Um but um <laughs> and then he quotes Master P. <laughs> <laughs> who we we or you theorized last year was supposed to be or was it you was it you who brought it up the master p was massive genius or was that someone did someone tweet to us about that because that was something i didn't even think of that massive genius was, was someone, based on some, master someone p. tweeted about someone tweeted about that but that makes total sense because of the suits that yeah massive genius wears yeah um and the mansion in jersey because I, I worked on his cribs episode and i know that he has a mansion in jersey actually. oh yeah and he has like a pop-up fish tank and yes. all that bullshit yeah yeah oh Ridiculous. my god um, poor fish. So someone on the Sopranos writing staff is a Master P fan, apparently. I mean, <laughs> they who still isn't? listen to rap. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you still listen to rap. <laughs> so yeah, to wrap it up. Well, that was a very unintentional pun. Um, we get the confirmation scene where where yeah we see all these people make their choices. AJ has uh, is co- sort of chosen to be a part of the Catholic Church, which right you know not really I guess he's like a young kid that's well, being forced to do he's, it. And he's high as balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. I just love that he's smoking weed. Carmela comes down and calls him an animal. Yeah. Which is super funny. Yeah. I, I, I just love how one after the other, Car- Tony and Carmela come downstairs yeah. with, respectively and each go, what the fuck is that smell? Yeah. <laughs> like, <and then> Carmela's <laughs> like response know. is hilarious. Yeah, I know. Um, I wish I had the balls as a kid to like get stoned at a big family party like that. Oh my God. One time when I was, I didn't do, I didn't do it like that obviously and it wasn't there weren't that many people in the house but like when i was like 17 i think um 
we drove back from the Bay Area down to Southern California where yeah. we lived uh, on Christmas Day because we were like done with Christmas and shit. And I was like dying to get stoned. And so, we, <laughs> and I drove the whole way because my mom like wasn't into driving and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And so, and I had my license. So I drove the whole way, but it was like raining. So my mom was losing her mind. And she was like, she was like, watch out, it goes slower. Oh my God. And it was like six hours of this shit. And oh, it was God. the most awful shit in the world. And we get home. And like the second we got back, I was like, I got to take a nap. And I w- just went into my bathroom and like turned on the ceiling fan and just like, like started smoking like my huge bong. It was just like, <laughs> just like hitting it super hard. And in walks my mom, like, like right there. And she said something very, very similar on Christmas Day. <laughs> on Christmas Day. Awesome. You know? <laughs> The day of our Lord. The day birth. of our Lord, and I had a my I had a little bong that has had a had a Jesus sticker on it, and I called it the Jesus. That's incredible. You didn't you use it that day. That that was one. Yeah, using. that was the one. And oh, she yeah. took appropriate. She took Jesus and threw him away in the tr- the dumpster at her office, so that I couldn't find it. She took this bong to work with her and threw it in Wait. the dumpster. Well, hold on. Is this? Do you think that's true, or is this like the dog? That we took the dog to a farm somewhere to live a happy life. See, my my parents also told me a dog like gi- giving away the dog story mm. that still is apparently true. I've I've like grilled my parents about this since I've gotten a little bit older and they yeah. swear that it's true. So they they didn't put it down. They didn't put the dog down apparently. So but <laughs> See, I, I, I am from a smaller suburb so it's like not that hard to find people that want a dog. Right. I wonder though if you went and like searched through your house if you'd find that bong somewhere like hidden among your mom's stuff. I mean, now. T- to be fair, it's been like fifteen years. <laughs> well, so... hey, those things don't go bad. <laughs> but I think that I hope I hope she at least en- emptied the bong water. Yeah, let's hope so. She and her boyfriend are saying that like if marijuana is legalized in California like fully, that they'll smoke weed with like once they'll try it. And I'm my response is. I don't want to be around. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so boring and droll. Yeah. It'd be like, let's watch, let's watch fucking Downton Abbey. Stone. Have you ever seen Downton Abbey on weed? It makes it so much crazier. It it so much crazier. They're so much more British. The oppression. <laughs> um, Poor people suck. That should be our next podcast because I've never seen that actually. Getting Stone with your mom watching Downton Abbey <laughs> should be our next podcast actually. <laughs> I think it'll be a hit. Getting mom with high. Getting mom with high. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So the uh, we have Christopher confirming that he's gonna go with Tony. He he has a little uh, little sig break. Do we see him go back inside? He yes, but then it, it fades to the credits there. But you can assume. Well, yeah. I guess at the time, who knew? I don't know. Back in two thousand, that was well. Does, that was does a he go back inside or not? Does he it, does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we know. So we know. Yeah. He doesn't go back in to tell Tony. Actually, I don't. You're right. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I have to say, sorry, I don't want to be in your mafia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, everyone, I want to say something. Um, the little speech that Tony gives him there, that was also great dialogue. They're like, I'm going to look up in 10 minutes. And I, I, I love that. It's really good dialogue. But, uh, also Tony is remarkably astute. He really reads between the lines. He hears mm-hmm. one line about screenplay mm-hmm. and he goes, look, I know that you're like dabbling with what's out there yeah, and that there's a part of you that really wants that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that it's a part of him and stuff like that. He's very on the ball. And I think that he knows because, you know, I don't know if he wanted to be a filmmaker or something, but I think that there's a part of him that gets, you know, that side of Chrissy that's kind of looking outside of the mafia. Yeah. Well, Tony know? does it. Yeah. Kind of often actually. And yeah. then, and like waxing poetic about, uh, our, or uh, nostalgic about you know being a varsity player, which 
Yeah. Or apparently he's a good left fielder, too. I don't think we knew that until this episode, did we? Almost made all county. <laughs> Tony was always this close to doing something kind of cool, but never really uh, never really got there. Mostly just good at making money and being a mafioso. Yeah. Um, so he makes that decision. Uh, Sal, Pussy Bumpin' Sarah, has made his decision. He's Well, uh, he's for- he, he can't He's forced not. to. It's a little different. He's forced to. Grasso and Skip yell at him. What's with the helicopter in that scene? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, either it was just there and they decided to leave it in or they wanted to add a little bit of tension. They'll do that with like with trains a lot, I've noticed. A lot of movies have actually done that. I'm not sure. Which... There's, there is a scene actually in the final season mm-hmm. where t- uh, in the final episode where they're negotiating mm-hmm. in that warehouse and you hear all of this noise in the background. Yeah. And then it just stops and he goes, and one more thing, you guys roughed up my sister, you know, or like uh, you guys roughed up Bobby, My that's my sister's husband, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's this loud noise in the background. Uh, they do do that sometimes. I, I mean, yeah. I thought with the helicopter that maybe it was like, pussies playing gta vice city Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) he has the four stars and so that means the helicopter is above him like right no matter what all the time and he's gonna get the fifth star if he just murders those two fbi agents in front of him yeah exactly and then that's probably what it is he's gonna have to hit put in the cheat code for the tank right yeah that's absolutely what it it is because the next episode starts with him Actually, it might actually start with him in the World War II stuff now that we're saying that, but he's in a tank. Oh, that's a really good point, actually. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but we get Matt Bevilacqua. Yeah. Oh, the They'll next be... episode, is this when when Tony's lawyer, when, when um, Mink tells him to chill out? See, at this point, I haven't looked, but I don't, I don't think so. I think actually, I think... Because <laughs> that's the Nazi episode. Okay, so that, I think that's, that's a couple episode episodes stuff. from now. I think that's after Christopher gets shot, but we'll find out with everyone, I guess. This is kind of fun. I don't, I don't really remember the next thing that... I remember like all the details of what does happen, but I forget what comes up next. But I think... It's, this is not shtick, you guys. Yeah, actually, it's, it's really not. Um, it's just been a while. Um, so, uh, yeah, Sal does get forced to do it, but I guess so does AJ in a way. And, um, and then, yeah, they've all at this point now kind of chosen their lives here. And, uh, oh no! The next episode is the jacket. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right. So we have a couple more to go. Yeah. Um. This, what a good season. Yeah. Oh, this oh, is a really good season. Soprano season. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah. It moves. You know, it moves along. This episode is. It moves. It's real fast. It's moving, it's funny. We're like moving the pieces in and out. We got. We got mm-hmm. Chrissy. We got David DiCamillo. We got mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> we got. We got. The we, got we got Richie. We got the D girl. We yeah. got. We've got a T1000. You know. <laughs> we got the jacket. Oh, oh I'm so excited. I'm excited about that too. We get oh and uh and speaking of a little bit of uh Richie in there, it's now Janice Soprano. Parvati is oh, dead. She her it's her confirmation too, I guess. You're right, actually. Yeah, that's that's another one. So this, See, I this, came up with that theory on my own. There you go. <laughs> this whole episode is about people just uh just deciding who they are and after all this talk about changing and oh I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and I moved across the country and I did this and blah blah blah. This episode is just like, oh, here they are. That they are who we thought they were. We are who they thought who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. That's why we took the damn field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, and and I, just one more thing. I love Tony's razzing of Richie. Richie is getting like extra hardcore, like Tony making fun of him at a family event. Probably because he's mad at Chrissy because he's on the rack. As right. He puts yes. It. The the bar joke and the silverware joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, no, it's over there. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rich. When he wants to make fun of people, he just does not stop. He does a great job of it. That's for sure. Um, I think that about wraps it up. We have the quick Livia scene where we we talk about it a little bit. It's important though. It she'll is. get she'll get quoted in eternity. She will. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, she we I guess for one, like we said, we we see where AJ gets it from, where Tony gets it from. And then also, you know, I don't know. She's not necessarily wrong. I, guess, I just in a love scary that, way. that cut from like the super hot sex scene yes, right to her face being like, eh. Well, it kind of starts on the sheet. So for a second, you think like, oh, it's going to zoom up to like, you know, to Alicia Witt or Amy's, uh, you know, Amy and Chris naked in bed. And, hot red bush. Yeah, and it's, nope, it's uh, nope. Olivia Soprano. <laughs> Olivia Soprano with her fucking eating her like tapioca or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> meatloaf, maybe? I was trying to think, figure out what that was. It's like white, though. Is it white? Ugh, yeah, white gross. meatloaf. I don't know. What makes you think you're so special? <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I, I'll take what I can get with her. I she know. is so funny. She's that scene great. is amazing. And AJ's sitting there and she's just like, he can go shit in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. Uh, yeah, we, you know, unfortunately don't get enough of her in this season. Um, but always, always hysterical. But always we will. Really funny, yeah. Yep. Um, so she, she says it's all big nothing and you die in your own arms. And, uh, I, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to get too into it cause I'm sure we'll talk about the finale, the series finale at length, but you know, the question of like, well, what the hell are we doing here? What's the point? Is it all a big nothing? I think pussy kind of sums it up and it's just that you just enjoy it while you can, you know, you got your health, you got this, of course. Yeah. Who knows why we do anything, but you just kind of are supposed to just enjoy it a little bit. And a lot of times you don't realize that until it's already gone i guess so but that's yeah. not very deep no it's not <laughs> I mean, but, come to think of it but i think i mean we'll that, talk about the finale if he wanted to there. justify like some of his behavior i don't think it does you know what i mean yeah no well yeah well, we'll when in like what we say a 2020 we'll get to the series finale yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll talk about that a little more but i think it is just sometimes that simple but i don't know i think for the rest of the pot this the the run of our podcast we should do one Sopranos, one Mad Men. One Sopranos, okay. one Mad Men. You want us to go back to that? That way we can just take forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll always have a job in the podcast business <laughs> that way. Yeah, exactly. We're union, so right, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know. We just sit here in uh, lounge chairs and we get the good donuts and Yeah, th- yeah. this is this is one of the no work podcasts yes. <laughs> that they assigned to us. <laughs> yep. That that is that sums it up. Um, all right, so we will be back next week with Full Metal Jacket, I believe, or what is it? Full Leather Full Leather Jacket, jacket right. Well, no, we're going to talk about the movie Full Metal Jacket instead. That's a really good movie, actually. It is. Um, so, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, do I have to do the spiel? I'll do the spiel. Subscribe on uh, iTunes, follow us on Twitter, at NoFuckingZD. You can talk to us on Reddit a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. And, uh, and, uh, that's that's my nut. Okay. Go fuck yourself. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. We about to bring this shit across the board. You heard me? From Texas. From New Orleans. Hustler, baller, gangster, cap pillar. Who I be? Your neighborhood drug dealer. A young nigga that's bout it. I mean, these no limit soldiers. We get rowdy. I got something for y'all haters. Y'all can't fade us. Ghetto cheese and drug deals that was made us. Now I'm space age pimping, but not a ball. Don't make me get stupid and leave your fucking blood on the wall. About to go psych.